Welcome to another podcast. Um, today, I just want to kind of have a bit of a gripe, I suppose. Uh, it feels I've sort of been on the computer a little bit, and you might feel this more, but this is where I call your age and wisdom into account. Uh, if you are older, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. If you are not, then you will just be happy with the internet and the way things are. Well, currently I'm not all too happy, and that is what this podcast is about. Essentially, we're talking about cookies. So, cookies are interesting little things. Um, if you Google cookies, you get all sorts of uh, strange pictures of biscuits. <laughs> now, cookies aren't biscuits. They're more about how information is stored and saved. Uh, for when you use a website and people often take for granted that if you're using the Chrome browser or if you're using a Google product it stores these elements and it allows you to pass the data a little bit faster by using cookies and um, other companies might use cookies to allow you to visit their website and then they'll suck it up and they'll sort of keep some of this information on you that you filled in or even just your presence your date and time can be stored for google analytics purposes uh, via a cookie uh, just looking at the way just looking at a website actually in particular called make use of a very short snippet line that it talks about cookies saying in simple terms cookies are just files that reside on your computer cookies are created when you visit a website and this is true. If you often have experienced clunkiness in your browsing and you just need to refresh and reboot, then you'd go into your histories and you would sort of go back and refresh the last 24 hours or the, the last month, maybe even the whole lifetime. And then when you go to the same website to type in like Facebook, for example, and you type in your username and password, it's not automatically filled in because you've just deleted those cookies. So yes, I suppose the cache area of your browser is where you would find those cookies. My gripe isn't really with that. It is, just I don't want to leave the cookies there and blame them on their own. I just want to bugbear about a website that I've been to, and I'm not going to name the website, but because it's several. But now with GDPR kicking in, What's really interesting is GDPR was something that people panicked about and then they've sort of realised that, that there's something they need to do about it and that something is just be aware of it. So people aren't really taking it all too seriously, but they are taking it seriously in light of um, announcing what third-party apps they're using, so what kind of apps collect data that they might be linked to if, if it's data that's not housed by them. So that way the company or the person is more aware of that and they're able to tell their audience that. Now I'd love to say that that was the issue, 
that I have today on the internet. But it's not. <laughs> the issue isn't cookies or the GDPR Data Protection Act just on its own. It's also just the way websites now have to rank. And in June 2019 was the last time Google sort of did an update where it did an update earlier and then refined uh, more so the way that it does SEO and picks up on certain words. And I say that, but actually each time Google does an update, it does refine this. And then it does sort of allow you to, it allows itself to understand where the audiences are, what's going on. And I think that was more of a core update, but there are other ones that have a direct impact on sort of how crawlability and keywords and searches are. But those things are being used in pay-per-click campaigns, particularly with Google. Um, And when you use your AdSense and your AdWords, you pick up on your keywords and topics that relate to your adverts. So those adverts can be tailored. So when you visit a website, you see the adverts that are there but you don't really see them as adverts because they're blending into the same topic and forum. And over the years, they've gone from quite general to very specific adverts because the cookies and information that you're holding and the data that you're, you've given over to Google means it knows and understands what you are looking at. It equally understands, understands all of the content of the adverts that the advertiser has paid AdWords for and where they would like it to go and they've also done a layer of Google algorithms analyzing the advert further and that allows it to slot into the perfect website. So if you're following what I'm talking about so far then you will know that my bugbear is the general way in which websites now look they're just massively, massively different to the good old days where I would go to Google, search for something, bang my head, and have to refine my search and get better at using Google. But then I would find something, and I would find the website, or maybe the website after visiting several websites, and I would then get the information I needed, and I would read about it. And the website design would be either clunky or it would be easy to read, but either way... I wouldn't be faced with what I've got today, which is my current bugbear. When you go to a website, you're faced with a banner at the top. You're faced with the cookies saying you need to access and allow these cookies. You've got a cookie reminder at the bottom. And those kind of things are GDPR related. And some websites seem to have two. And I just don't understand why you would need a banner that reminds you at the top, a banner at the bottom. The top one's bad enough because I can't get to the navigation bar. The bottom one's just annoying because I ignore the top one and then look down and try to read what's in the box. But all of the information is sort of hiding behind this bottom pop-up box, which is marvellous. Now, all I've got is this middle band of the screen that I can read text of. And it's going on my computer or my desktop to do that. It's actually a similar experience to me being on the mobile. I can only see a tiny bit of this website. And then to top things off, the more mainstream you get in particular, people have put AdWords into their accounts. So on the typically right-hand side, you've got all these adverts. So now my screen is segmented so I can't see the top 
I can't see the bottom, and now I can't see the right-hand column. And the only information I can see is in this squidgy left central column of nothingness, because I can't see all the information, so I'm forever scrolling. I think that's my bugbear. But I think from a website development point of view, I don't think people have fully anticipated and, and sort of developed this thought within their UI and user experience area of thought and thinking actually people who are with a web page that we have a high or a low bounce rate on, the reason for that might be because of this and this. I, I just don't think, and especially in the roles that I've worked in, thinking back, there isn't a mindset of taking into account where the user is coming from, i.e. their user experience, their journey, because it's actually quite difficult to do that. I think typically you would imagine where their journey is and where they've come from, but you would do it from their point of view a little bit, but you would fail because actually what you're trying to do is simulate them when you're failing to do that because you're overseeing the fact that your cookies are there and what they are seeing. And that brings me back to something else that was uh, around years ago that has disappeared now. Uh, one thing is that this user testing element that I used to do for websites when they were purely um, limited with JavaScript uh, and there wasn't a lot, but especially with the integrations now, there's a lot of JavaScript. But in the old days, there were less. And you would have to test because Mozilla Firefox was really popular. And this was early Chrome and before Chrome. Uh, you would also test Opera, which is another browser, and in case you didn't know, and uh, Explorer. But Explorer was was Explorer, and there were different versions of Explorer. Uh, this was pre-Edge. And when you when you were doing those tests, you were able to see which browsers you would need to cater more for. And I remember certain websites and certain services being able to offer you this ability to look through the eyes of. And it was a literal translation. And I remember working with a number of websites and changing them and saying, okay, well, we're, we're getting this particular issue and we need to change it. And I think that that process that I went through was really quite cumbersome because what we have now is a much more beautiful, fluid, uh, semantically friendly for multi-devices sort of CSS and HTML. And the, the code structure and the way that people develop websites has changed a great deal for the better. But at the same time, we're dragging it all the way back 10, 15 years because we're not really giving people uh, a useful experience if we have so many cookies and all of this stuff up there. Now, I sound like I'm some anarchist and I hate uh, the way GDPR and all these things have happened, but uh, I'm not. I just, I'm critical of these things. And I think that actually for us to move forward and a future vision of how the, web's, the web might look would actually include 
maybe less localized cookies. So we were managing our data through an online cloud because the assumption now is, well, it's not really an assumption. It's a pretty much a fact for a few to many computers where you don't have storage because you're intertwined and connected to the internet all the time through Wi-Fi. So you don't actually need uh, any hard drive. So that means you don't need memory space. It's limited. But what if we were to limit the, the cache memory that we needed and we reduced that? What if internet broadband Wi-Fi speed was so good in the future that we just managed the data through access so our, similar to the way Chrome works, essentially I'm saying this is going to sort of fold out into everything, is that we have a connection and maybe it's possible that this relates to the VPN and uh, anonymization of the internet where we have a protocol that allows us to do that, that is stored on the computer. But when we do that, the information that's retrieved is our cloud-based cache of cookies that we are smart through smart technology or just prompted through the smart online service uh, of cookies to to remind us of how to manage this and how often to and for us to revisit that and that sounds like it could then in turn have a knock-on effect for websites not needing to ask for permission it would just knock the the top and the bar bottom bar out so reminders aren't needed and i think that would be really interesting to, to, maybe I'm not speaking quite clearly there. If you understand technology, you'll know that maybe there's quite a few flaws in what I'm saying. But I think roughly speaking, hypothetically, that's not a bad direction to go in because we don't need that storage um, for a browser. We only need that level of cache to get around speedily. But if that was not based on the computer and on the cloud, actually... That might have a disconnection um, with speed based on the cloud, based on your internet connection, really. So potentially cache and cookies might not be needed. And I suggest we just move the thing online now. But then one would argue that's completely removed. But do we care about them enough to have them on our computers? I don't think the public, the general public, are worried or care about their data being on a computer because people just aren't. It's not, people aren't secure and that aware yet. So, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting one to ask. And I thought I'd start by bringing a problem and saying, look, this is an issue that I've got. And it's a genuine one. And I'm sure on social media, as well as personally, without saying it, you do identify and you can identify with the fact that you go on a website and there's multiples of adverts and I don't want to have to accept something blindly. And raise your hand if you visit a website and you just click accept every time. You don't even care about your data at that moment because you want the information. Who does? I suppose that's where people make their money. Is off, uh, Well, they do make their money from the data that they collect and scrape. Maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe we should allow, there should be another service to pass this information a bit better than what it currently is and enhance the use of the way we can access information because currently we're empowering the individual, but we're actually 
unempowering them by blocking them from the information and deterring them or overly obstructing our views to so that people just passively agree passively just say yes and that's not great so yeah now you know a bit more about my uh, well my daily bugbear which you probably uh, share so on that note thank you for listening to another wonderful 15 or so minutes of my podcast and if you want to tweet me please do at tntos please do subscribe and share and like these things and if you do want to comment um, do feel free to comment but also do comment at tntost on twitter thank you so much for listening today and if you're returning all the other times until next time thank you Welcome to Tim Podcast.